Hello and welcome to the Mortal Kombat Minute, the podcast where we deconstruct, analyze, and criticize the 1995 film Mortal Kombat one blasphemous minute at a time. Blasphemous. I'm Phil Casper from philcasper.net. I'm Spanish from gamefixshow.com. And this minute, so we are on minute number 11. Let me... Let me phrase that first uh in this minute starts with a sarcastic Liu kang yes and it ends with raiden starting to issue a challenge to Liu kang <laughs> that's <laughs> about the best way you could probably put it because yeah. it, it was because it cuts weird. off mid-sentence yeah well and, and that's what we're running into on most of these minutes but i guess that's what makes it this interesting right so let's get into exactly. it exactly we're doing uh, exactly to the end of the minute and then we just started started anew. So right. yeah, let's let's start at the very beginning though of this minute with with that with Liu Kang's sarcasm. He he just shrugs this off. He's like, oh yeah, I forgot. We're fighting for the fate of the world. Yeah, because because in the last minute, the priest actually asked him, "That can't be your only reason, or you will fail." Because because the reason was that he, that he was going to go into there because it was the the man that killed his brother is going to be there. So then right. yeah, that's when he says, yeah, you know, yeah, oh yeah, I forgot like. How would you forget? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and the the way that he just delivers the line, it 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 just drip like it drips of sarcasm. He's it's almost yeah. like he's just reading it off of a piece of paper. Like, like there's no no yeah, yeah like there's no game. way that this tournament is going to decide the fate of the world. Like I think that's where he's at. Right. And he and and something I like I noticed is that Liu Kang is the only one really addressing the crowd. Like, I don't think like over the rabble of the crowd that they can hear that chief priest at all. Like asking any of these questions. Yeah. They're just getting one side of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's probably fair. I, I feel like we're, we're supposed to think that it is. I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, when he delivers that line, when he says, Oh, the, you know, the fate of the world, you can actually see the chief priest kind of, he kind of pulls back. Like almost like, how dare you? At least that's what I got. Oh, out of it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see. It. Yeah, that like it, it's a little bit offensive because yeah, Liu Kang is actually being pretty disrespectful in, totally. in this interpretation. Um, but uh, from going into the script, it actually goes a lot more in depth. Okay, and issues some he like so Liu Kang almost goes onto it like a minor monologue, further detailing why he is uh, worthy of of be of going to the tournament please tell me so it he, was about his hair or something like that no oh. it was not um <laughs> although unless unless he in he it was uh hereditary that he got that hair that luxurious yeah, hair fair. Uh, because Ooh, luxurious, he actually so in the script and he actually talks about uh luke king actually talks about being a direct descendant of kung lao okay uh and that he recount he recounts all these stories and the the teachings that the monks taught him when he was growing up in the temple, how he was a direct descendant of Kung Lao and how Kung Lao was actually defeated by Goro. He, he names it in the, in this draft of the script that I have. And that once a generation, a monk is chosen from the temple of light. And that ever since Kung Lao's defeat by Goro, um, they've lost, uh, the monks have lost for the past 500 years. Wow. Okay. So, so all that all that was like jam packed into this, and it probably scene. it probably obviously didn't make sense because they didn't even mention Kung Lao in this movie. Uh, if, exactly. if and if you're wondering, obviously Kung Lao was you know his 
father, right? I think, right? Father or, no, it, wasn't, or it wasn't, it wasn't his father. No, no, no. It was, he was like, he was higher up 500 years ago. Oh, right. That's right. But well, at some point they kind of meet. So obviously, cause Mortal Kombat can deal with time travel. Why not? Right. But yeah. to, to, so, so, you know, who Kung Lao is, he actually, uh, his hat is like a blade has a blade on it. So yeah, <laughs> you could, he could yeah. cut people in half with it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there'll be a little fact, little, little, factoid about kung lao a little bit later okay. uh cool. In, cool. in the movie uh not not anywhere else in this minute though unfortunately right. uh, that's okay. but well because it was but, never yeah. even mentioned so. yeah exactly <laughs> so i i understand that they had to like take some creative liberties and cut this for for time sure you know because they're they're keeping it only to a little over an hour and a half right um but i mean i imagine if they were to redo this movie uh it a good enough writer could probably integrate and storyteller could probably integrate this backstory to help yeah. provide a much uh, fuller, fuller story in the future. Like, cause I, I really like that little tidbit of information. Yeah, it's cool. I, I do. I do that too. So, uh, so after he says the, the sarcastic word or the sarcastic line, uh, mm-hmm. you then hear this ominous voice say, you want me to read it? I actually have the the quote in its entirety. Oh, he says, "I well, I, I oh, well, I only have part of it, but yeah." You okay, uh, he says, "That's why you." I get. I tried to do it. That's why you left the temple and ran away, isn't it? <laughs> Which I always thought I enjoyed, right? Because uh, it's, it's a it's a low raspy voice. I <laughs> there's even like a little bit of echo to yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. so it, so and it's coming from off screen. Yep just to add to like this this ominous like almost kind of dark and mystical effect to it yes uh but then then we we pan or we move to a wide shot uh showing the showing the other end of the courtyard that we that we're that we're in right now and it shows a man uh wearing gray tattered robes and that coolie hat that that coolie hat yeah yeah. described in the last minute and he's making he enters and is making his way toward the front yes uh, and, and, and as he's making his way to the front, you actually see all the monks around him, uh, drop like kneel, like drop to their knees, uh, out of respect. Cause obviously they know who this person is. They, they have a, yeah, they have a great deal of respect for this yes. guy as, and as he's walking through the crowd, like everyone it's dawning on every, all the monks that are able to, cause he has his head down. His coolie hat is obstructing his, yep. uh, his face. So you, if you're looking dead at him, you aren't able to tell who it is. Right. But as he's walking past the monks, they're able to peek underneath that coolie hat. And they're like, Oh, this guy oh, we, yeah. on the ground. Oh, we know who that so, is. Yeah. But, 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 but before we get up, we get to where he makes his way all the way to the front of the crowd. I, I have a minor nit to pick. Ooh, I like it. So I'm going to pick, pick that nit right now. Pick it. Um, <laughs> so if, if, when you're looking at this uh, scene, I didn't notice it until I actually was just analyzing it for this podcast. Um, there is an additional structure that is added to this set than from just the previous minute that we were talking mm-hmm. about. This is all one continuous minute, yep. but there's another structure that's added in. Uh, there is a stone archway right past the front where those kids were running through yep. at, at the beginning of the, of the previous minute. Um, and it has a blue veil or drape that wasn't there in, in the last minute. Right. Uh, and yeah, and I mean, I can almost suspend belief that it was a little bit further back, but when you watch it, I, I, I see what you're saying because it seems like it's a little too close. 
Well, that's, a, but that's a thing. Like, like it, it, it is, it is too. Yeah. Okay. I, I can understand right? kind of where you're coming from. Maybe, maybe the cameras were just in front of it. I mean, but, I, I, if there was an argument, I feel like that would be it. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 but. I, I, well, and a little bit later when everyone's uh, bowing down on the ground, yeah. um, you get a, you get a clearer shot of that archway. And remember those bonsai trees that I mentioned yeah. last minute? That I, that I said would come into play here. Mm-hmm. Well, you can actually clearly see the bonsai trees are actually up on the stairs. They're on the same level as the courtyard yeah. that we're in. So that I think I'm thinking that kind of implies that yes, there, there may have been like just this temporary structure because, because the bricks are even a different color than, yeah. than the red bricks. So maybe it's just a temporary structure that they built up to look like part of the temple set um to maybe obstruct some like crew uh, yeah or, or, or something behind that that they didn't want to show there exactly. was something in that shot that they had to cover up and they did it in a way that would almost be like and eh, no one's gonna know it yeah, they did <laughs> yeah. a good enough job because yeah i think so i didn't notice it for a almost close to dang near 30 years yeah. so they did a good right. job right <laughs> yeah so but yeah that's interesting I'm i'm glad you brought that up because uh, you know, the, the blue drapes are, are, are thro- throughout the scene. So I guess it does kind of make sense, but yeah. 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. So what, while the monks are bowing and, and this guy is walking up, um, we're, we're shown a couple of shots of the crowd mm-hmm. as well. And, and I just, I just took out one frame cause there, there's the shot of like two little kids. Like yeah. One kid, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> he, he's a little, he, he's, he's given a little side eye and just like still like bowing in respect. And then the kid immediately behind him is like, Hmm, I wonder what's going on over there. Yeah. Like they're not really exactly sure who this is. It seems like, yeah. like it's almost like the kids knelt because everyone else did. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, yeah. and one, one kid's just, really looking out of curiosity like i don't understand why right. everybody's kneeling so yeah, i yeah. want to get a good look while yeah. everybody else is lower <laughs> than my than i am exactly so well so uh, so as that's happening uh the 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 ominous man um actually says uh, another line as he's walking up uh, and he says i'm gonna do it again you ready <clears throat> sure the great tourney was too much responsibility but vengeance that's much simpler. And as he says that that's much simpler, that's when he picks his head up. Uh, and then, and then, and then Liu Kang's grandfather then says, Lord Raiden, uh, who was, who is played by Christopher Lambert. So I wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> so now we know who that person is. And so, yes, this, this is Raiden. And I actually, I really like the reveal of Raiden oh, because yeah. as he's delivering that line that, that you just read, about the tournament being too much responsibility, but ven- but when he comes up to butt vengeance and then he lifts his head, yeah. we get like kind of these synthesized pan pipes or something uh, to add like a another air of mystery. And but then all all the vi- voice effects that that were applied to to Raiden go away, and you kind of just hear more his his actual voice. Yes, saying that's so much simpler. So it's so like so it's like that that whole entire veil gets lifted. It's so dramatic. To, and I, I, I really liked it. I thought it was a good choice cool. in the movie. Uh, there was the, that as he lift his head. This is the one note I have as far as what Raiden looks like. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed it. Maybe, maybe you did. But well, the 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 wrap that he's wearing is kind of like it, it kind of looks like an old tattered like robe, right? Like it just it's kind of 
it, right? It's it stringy. Looks, for it's, me, it kind of looks like shag carpet. Yeah, kind of. Almost. It's a good, yeah, sure. Uh, but but like shag carpet that's been used a long time, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like old, it's dirty. It's apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could see that he's kind of an old school kind of guy. Uh, the one thing I noticed, though, that kind of made me laugh, because I, you know, like you said, that one thing you haven't noticed in 30 years, this is the one thing that I was like, wait, what? Uh, is he has a button. He has, okay, a, he has yeah. a he has a button under like, you know, that's connected for for his shirt underneath the robe. Um, I, right. I, when were buttons invented? Did, well, I mean, did, this is a modern. Yeah, that's probably true. But like, I feel like they don't use like buttons like that there. But then again, he's a god, so I guess he could make one if he really wanted to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, like, this is 1995. Well, yeah, that's fair. Not like. It's not like, you know, he, it's not like Raiden doesn't have a tailor that he could go to. <laughs> That's fair. I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure he has a tailor someone, yeah. somewhere. He could just like travel in his cloud or out, however he gets around. And I mean, like, he's a, hey, like hey. I said before, he is a god. So yeah. maybe he could just I mean, do it looks, himself. He looks snazzy for these monks. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, as he, as he delivers that line, uh, you know, as, as he says, that's, that's so much simpler. His grandfather then sees who he is. And and says Lord Raiden, like he's kind of surprised to see him himself, and then he kneels himself. So right. that was total respect. He that when when it comes to Raiden and his grandfather, his grandfather actually looks up to him. So you so you can kind of see the level of respect as far as Raiden goes, uh, which I thought was very interesting. I don't know where. How do you how did you feel about that? No, I mean. I I probably would do the same thing if yeah. uh, if my my God was actually in human form right in front of me. Right, that's fair. <laughs> you know? Like like you know, and I recognize recognized him for who he is. Yeah, and like yeah, I don't know. I'm not worthy to even be standing in your presence. You know, that's right. that's just more of the the humbling uh, the humbling aspect uh, and and. And, so, and like selfless acts aspect uh, being shown there. And, and as you mentioned, the respect totally being shown by the grandfather, but Lou just stays standing while, while uh, Raiden continues to almost kind of chastise him. Well, you could tell that he's in disbelief that like, oh, yeah. wh- who is this, who is this man? Because uh, the, the next question asked by, uh, by Raiden himself is you're still running from your destiny. So he kind of, like Lou almost seems like, how would you even know what my destiny is? You know what I mean? Cause he doesn't believe who he is. He uh, doesn't believe who Raiden is. Right. Uh, right. Okay. And, and then, and then we'll see, you know that cause then he, cause then he goes Raiden. Like, he's like, what? Like, how, how are you even here? You know? Like, and and look then at this guy, right. Raiden, what are you talking about? Tells, Raiden. then he tells, right, right. And then he tells his grandfather to get up. This isn't your God of thunder and lightning. I think he said he, and then he said he's, he's just a beggar. He's just a beggar. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Because uh, I almost yeah, went with he's faker. Just a beggar. <laughs> okay, uh, what? I almost, I almost thought he said fake, like a faker, like he's, like he's faking it. But yep, that, that, that's actually in my notes too. Whenever I funny. first, okay, good, good. Movie, that's what I thought. I thought too. he said he's just a faker. That's what I, I thought. Like, All right, cool. I'm not, right. I'm not alone then. No. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, he, he actually does say beggar. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, I, I think I listened to it about fifty times ago. Okay, yeah, that's what he said. Like. <laughs> And there are some shots of the the different monks um, while this whole exchange is going yeah. on. Yeah, um, there are like I saw one one shot where the, like the, some monks are like still giving like Liu Kang like the the glary like stank eye, yeah. even though they're yeah. they're bowing down. Um, and then 
there's one guy that like that pops his head out uh, like head up like a like he's a meerkat or something yeah yeah and, and i have a note here like like man he's just really curious he's like oh am i gonna get to see a smiting today well because like, they're they're wondering what lou is, lou is going to say to them because they, they're probably in disbelief that them, themselves that that he is not in his respect to him as they are right yeah that, well, that, that's what i got out of it okay well i th- i think they just want to see a lightning bolt come down from the, <laughs> from the sky i and, mean like, totally obliterate Luke you Kang. and me both but that's uh, what i would be doing <laughs> obviously raiden knows more than meets the eye i guess is you know if, you, if we're, we're quoting transformers here but yeah. um but yeah like it, it, he like, obviously luke hangs more than meets the eye he knows it and he is the chosen one it, it's it that's a totally thing but lou is such in disbelief that he actually grabs his grandfather at the time and says get up you know this isn't your god of light so like he he's to the point where like he is in total disbelief of who this person is. Right. And, and, and Lou's grandfather, you know, in total, in the opposite way, in total belief, you know, he's like, even as his, his grandson is like lifting him up, he's like, spare him, my Lord Raiden. Right. You know, he, you know, um, uh, American life has in, enfeebled his mind yep and then my favorite line of the minute <laughs> yeah, too, too much television too much television that damn television yeah, yeah. i was like oh that's such a boomer thing to say. totally god <laughs> jerk too much television well it's funny because like i i i hear that and it's obvious that he his grandfather is still in he still disagrees with him going to america and I think with that line saying too much television, he's he's almost like saying it. Uh, the one thing I did notice, though, uh, if if you look in the behind uh, his grandfather, you can see the elders behind them. Did you, you notice what they're doing? They, well, I, I thought they were starting to get up. They're you bowing. Know, so. they're, they're bowing their heads to Raiden, too. Oh, yeah. Like they're they're sitting crisscross like cross legged or whatever. And they're right. They're bowed down. Uh, of course yeah because i mean they recognize once again like it's that whole hum- humbling respect right thing for for the for the god that you worship if they were you know in a human body yeah. in front of you i just thought that was like that that really screamed that you know raiden was this this is the real deal yeah 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 and yeah yeah so but then uh, unfortunately at the very end uh raiden's words get cut off and uh he he just says so you're going, and that's all we. Got. And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? What was he going to say? I guess you're going to find out in the next episode. <laughs> Indeed. And and one final thing, I guess, is like, yeah. I mean, like with with Lou's grandfather, like trying to come to his rescue, like saying, telling Raiden to have mercy on him. Like, I mean, if you look at it from from the grandfather's perspective, he just lost one grandson. He doesn't want to lose the other grandson you're, within good such point. a short time. Great point. Great point. Yeah, that's that's. But he still believes in him. I think because because yes. really out of all of the other monks, I, I think, you know, Lou's the only one that can really handle it. Um, right. The one thing we didn't mention, though, uh, even in the last I don't think in any of the episodes, but I did want to mention that Liu Kang is wearing wearing a badass air like air jacket, like a like a, what do you call it? Um, a bomber, like jacket? a bomber jacket. I couldn't think of the word for yeah. it. Like uh, that thing is sweet. Like I want one of those. <laughs> I, yeah. Like I, I just have a fascination with all the jackets in, in this movie, <laughs> like Shang Tsung's jacket, Liu Kang's jacket. Yeah. Just all the jackets are, yeah. are well chosen by the costume. Raiden's robe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the costumes in this movie are, are 
right on. I mean, I, I think they really did their due diligence as far as the way it should look, and uh, they made it look right. I, I, I will, I will applaud them for that. I will. Well, that that though, that's all the notes that I have yep, for this minute. Do you have anything else? No, no, that's uh, that's about it. Okay, well, it looks like that wraps up another minute here. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, and once again, I'm Phil Casper. I'm Spanish. And we'll see you next time on the Mortal Kombat Minute.